Hello and welcome back to Big Les's League and all rugby league experience. I'm your host, Big Les. In this episode of the Halftime Chat, we'll be talking about the Newcastle Knights. Keep in mind that this was recorded last week, so we don't mention the big loss against Melbourne because obviously that hadn't happened yet. This one's a real good deep dive. We have contrasting opinions about the Newcastle Knights, where they're headed. I think it's going to be a really interesting listen for Newcastle Knights fans. So if you're a Newcastle Knight fan, make sure you hop on and have a listen to this one. But sit back, relax, and enjoy this halftime chat. We'll move on to the Newcastle Knights. What are your thoughts on them? Because they started off the season really well, and at the moment, they're not looking too good. Bit of a train wreck, mate. Um, Have you noticed the ladder's starting to take some shape now? The Knights were hovering around the bottom a bit last year, and then they ended up scraping into the eight. I think Adam O'Brien as a coach has a little bit of the Haslers and the Ricky Stewarts about him that he can get a team to play a game just out of the blue. And, but, I mean, I think ultimately the Knights are an underperforming team and club at the minute. I thought the, the Ponga Circus was a bit of a mess. Whether you blame Ponga for that, his management, whether you blame the club for that, I don't know. But ultimately it was a mess. And you can't imagine the same thing happening at a Melbourne Storm or a Roosters or whatnot. If you look at the ladder... The teams that are near the bottom of the ladder were the teams that were near the bottom of the ladder last year too. So uh, Raiders have slipped, obviously, but Bulldogs and Knights. Knights spent a lot of time near the bottom last year. West Tigers, obviously. Titans were on the brink of the eight. Uh, the Broncos have been the big improvers in that sense. The, the Knights, to me, are in a little bit of free fall. There's something about the whole Ponga scenario that I just don't like. Just like I was talking about Cherry Evans a moment ago about it being the manly, manly being his team in a way. I think they've now made the Knights the Ponga team, especially with a new contract they've signed. So something's not right there. I can uh, and there's a, there's enough there's enough people now just questioning what kind of coach Adam Bryan, Adam O'Brien is and whether he's good enough as a head coach and this that and the other. And I think it's a real crunch time for him as a club now. What are your thoughts on Adam O'Brien? Do you think that he, well, oh, this might be a bit harsh, but do you think he keeps his job by the end of the year if they don't succeed? I've already said it, mate. I think it's just crunch time now. All depends. I mean, they spent a lot of time near the bottom of the ladder last year, but managed to scrape in the eight. And I think if they didn't make the eight last year and they were here now, then he could be under pressure. Um I, I literally think we're in the crunch time now. Literally think we're in the crunch time now. Do you think they watch can get, this, watch this space? Do you think they can get out of this little crunch time area, this little uh, spot that they're in, and play some good footy? I know that a lot of that relies on Callum Ponga, how he plays, and, and the halves as well. Do you think that they can get out of this little section? I'm not convinced. All right. Well, we'll look at the signings that they've got here. Obviously, they got Dane Gagai from South Sydney for this season. Uh, they've also got Adam Clune from the St George Illawarra Dragons as their halfback, who's played halfback for them. Over the past few weeks, I think him and Clifford are sort of starting to gel. I think they're really missing Mitchell Pearce. Like, uh, again, I mean, a bit of the Daily Cherry Evans scenario, I think Mitchell Pearce was a maligned player so much. Um, he's added so much to the Catalan. He's a good organiser. He's played Origin. 
the pressure on him has been immense. Um, uh, I think they're really missing somebody like Mitchell Pearce. Yeah, I think they are too. I think that he provided X factor and structure, which is quite unique from halves as well. I thought that the mm. game he played really suited um, the halves pairing at the time, which I think was Pierce and Green. Uh, and then Clifford obviously was starting to come onto the scene. Kurt Mann as well. It was chopping and changing a little bit, which I thought was why last season they were at some stages closer to the bottom mm. of the ladder. Don't disagree, yeah. Their centre pairing is full of potential. Obviously, Dan Gagai and Bradman Best, who I put in the key players section there. Um, they've got some really good young guys coming through. A few guys off contract, as you can see there, but very reliant on their star players to perform well if they want to keep going up, because if they, obviously, if they don't go up, they have to come down at some point. They got beat 39-2 at the weekend, so they didn't even register a try. The week before, they got beaten by the Dragons. I mean, they... they help the Dragons get back on track. Everyone's been beating the Dragons prior to that. The week before that, they lost 30 points to six. This is wooden spoon form. The week before, 18 nil. So they're not rattling up many points, are they? They're not scoring many. But let me have a look. 38-20, they lost to the Panthers, and everyone said, oh, yeah, that's a, that's an okay performance. That was round three. I think it was, yeah, round two, they beat the, night, uh, the, the Tigers 26-4. So everyone got a bit excited about them. But Tigers, where were the Tigers in round two, you know? And they beat the Roosters in round one. So I think when you look at it in this context where I've just gone through the, the, the year, I think they're in real trouble. I, I don't think they're going in a good direction at all. There's a, you've got to look at score lines sometimes. When they're not scoring points and conceding many, it means you've got more than one thing to fix. I mean, if you score, if you score 30 and concede 36... Then one way you can approach your training in the in the ensuing weeks is you can say, right, we're going to fix our defence because we're all obviously all right at scoring points. If both ends of the ball are in trouble, both ends of the football, both sides of the football, sorry, you've got a lot of work to do. I don't think they're going in a good a good direction at all, mate. In fact, I think they're going into free fall, especially when they analyse the results. As I said, it's very reliant on how they perform as to where the Knights will sit at the end of the year. Uh, but they definitely have to start performing well because, as you said, it isn't looking good for them at the moment. Uh, you look at the losses column, obviously Blake Green, a lot of experience there. He retired at the end of last season. Connor Watson, one of their main guys, if you want to call it, went off to the Sydney Roosters there. Um, two boyfriends in Callan Ponga and Connor Watson breaking up. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, obviously Connor Watson went off to the Roosters. Josh King, who has really turned into a different player over at the Melbourne Storm at the moment. So, obviously, he went there. Stafford Toa to the West Tigers. Yeah, I can't pronounce this bloke's name, but German Shabaski. Uh, he went to the Rugby Union. Mitchell Pearce, obviously, to the Catalans Dragons. And then we talked about how much they're missing Mitchell Pearce. I think they're missing a bit of Connor Watson as well, a bit of flair off the bench. What are your thoughts about Connor Watson at the moment? Do you think that the side is really missing Connor Watson of course, I think he's a yeah. He's he's one of the better players in the comp. So yeah, I can see where you're coming from in, in the fact that they are losing a lot of games at the moment, and their star players aren't performing well enough. But I think with the players they have recruited, I think that they are capable of going in a more positive direction to what they are in now. Uh, it's as I said, just in terms of how they perform week in week out. Mm. Um, we look at the players off contract in June 1 and the end of the year. Matt Croker, uh, he is a solid forward coming through there for the Newcastle Knights. Phoenix Crossland, he's been at 14 for the past few weeks. 
Uh, really good halfback. I thought when he played the other week uh, against the St. George Illawarra Dragons, I think it was, he put on a bit of a performance there. Uh, Tex Hoy, um, he covers a lot for Kalen Ponga when he's out injured. So if they lose him, they're losing a bit of depth there, especially over the next five years. Edric Lee, he's off contract. He's been in and out of the side. He's on a development deal at the moment. If uh, I think he was signed a development deal. So I don't know what's going on there with him. Mamazia, he's a young forward as well coming through. Braden Musgrove, a really talented winger. Uh, Simi Sasagi, another forward. Uh, Pasami Solo, another forward. And then... Guess what, Lee? Another forward in Sawasu too. So um, most people, most people have told me over the years, games are won in the forwards. So mm. when there's a lot of them going out the door, it's not not always uh, or nearly going out the door. Then um, yeah, it suggests that some of the way the salad that it was all managed probably wasn't right too. Mm. Now this is going to be this is going to sound really harsh, but do you think that these guys that are off contract June one at the end of the season, if the Knights aren't going well? Do you think that these guys are going to want to find another contract at another club? A lot of this is down to the people you recruit. And maybe some of these players are not the right fit or whatever it may be, or they don't fit quite well with Adam O'Brien and his coaching staff or whatever it may be. And the other thing is that Newcastle isn't Sydney. It isn't Brisbane. It's his hometown. And sometimes when a player signs somewhere, a lot of it depends on where they're going to be living. So obviously, if you're at Manly, you want to live near the sea. If you're at, uh, in the city somewhere at the Roosters, you live near Coogee or or Ramwick or wherever. Um, if you live in Penrith, a lot of it's about your lifestyle. And that's why they have a lot of local players, because they have a real strong feeling about the area. And Newcastle's its own little niche there. And if things aren't going too well, I don't know Newcastle that well as a place. I've only visited a few times. But I would imagine things can turn on you a little bit, like wherever you go, whichever news agent you go to, whichever supermarket you go to, people reminding you about how the team's going. You only need to see Andrew Johns' reactions sometimes on Channel 9 when they're not going well or going well. He's quite, they're quite passionate about it. So it's quite a bit of a niche scenario. Um, for some reason, they don't merit as much in the pressure stakes as the West Tigers or the Dogs, if they're not going too well, and that's because of the Sydney-based press. The But this club is in a real pressure point now, like a superb pressure point, and it could change everything. So some of these players, if they're not getting into the team, they think, why am I not getting into the team? If they are in the team, they'll be getting frustrated with results, maybe coaching methods, there's so many things that can contribute to it. So, yes, there is a lot of these players that could be leaving because people want to achieve things, don't they, mate? Yeah, they do. And um, hopefully Newcastle can get out of this little spot here. There you go, guys. That was the part about the Newcastle Knights. The next one will be about the Penrith Panthers. That will come out soon, maybe later in the week. I want to thank Lee again for coming on. He's an awesome bloke, and we had a really good chat last time we spoke. So I want to thank Lee uh, for hopping on the podcast all of those times to talk about each individual club. He is an awesome bloke, and he's a very smart footy brain. So... Very privileged to have him on the podcast. Thank you for choosing Big Lezzers League and all rugby league experience. Recommend this podcast to a friend, and I'll see you guys in the next one.
れ。